0: Just to let you know, Charlie's hit record, by the way. Okay. He hasn't, he hasn't right. muted his mic. That's why we can still no, hear yeah. him having lunch. In Jesus, the what are you eating, Charlie? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> out. Grains of rice from a bowl. Hence the noise. Hello everybody. Welcome to Ramble on. My name's Marcus Speller. Is there anyone else in here? Uh, there's a Jim Campbell here. Oh, bloody hell. Should I oh, get I think, him? Uh, yeah go on in hey man um, you're you're quite the hard man, Jim aren't you? Yeah yeah uh-huh why what, I mean, what have you heard? someone yeah. saying things about me? Just a go you need someone duffing up <laughs> I need someone uh i need I need somebody to to talk with me about my my uh, my favourite footballing experiences that I've had abroad.
1: Well, that's lucky oh, because I've been with you for a lot of them. In
0: fact, not just abroad, maybe even the odd little domestic jaunt as well.
1: Because mm. uh-huh. that, that is one of the, the brilliant things about doing this podcast, isn't it? That obviously, you know, we we make the effort to make these trips ourselves, but um, it is within our interests, and it is part of the you know the nature of this job that you go and see games, and mm. you go and see games abroad sometimes, and the circumstances of, of how and why we've we've ended up at various games vary quite a lot. But we've been pretty lucky; we've seen some good ones, and we some have. absolutely terrible ones. her to Berlin, I'm looking at you. Yeah, that was disgraceful. But the, the first game that you and
0: I, and it was only you and I, Jim went to. We, we started very big. And the circumstances of how it came about were quite interesting. It was nothing to do with with the football ramble, but we were obviously doing the ramble back in 2009. The first game Mm. Jim and I went to together was the Champions League final in Rome, Barcelona 2, Manchester United 0.
1: What an occasion. And it came around about in quite a funny way, didn't it? Because my then yeah. girlfriend had won tickets. Um, both of us worked for ITV, and she'd won tickets in an internal uh, competition. She was like, "Well, this is these are useless to me." Um, <laughs> so, but obviously for old Jim and Marcus, that was a little yeah, bit of a touch. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. we we uh, we we made a day trip to Rome, uh-huh. which is uh, not something I'd recommend unless you've got a really good reason. Um, Rome and wasn't it, it visited was visited in a day. No, it wasn't. We we barely touched the sides of it. Let's be honest. Although what what a city. What an amazing city to visit, yeah. and what Eternal. a what an a what an approach to driving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Well, the less said about that, the better, because we could delve into kind of xenophobic territory, which is obviously not what we want to do. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't planning on doing that, Marcus. But if you're all worried right, I about it, it uh, the driving standards in most of the world are terrible. That's what
1: I was. They're just they're very different.
0: Shall no they're say. terrible they 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 are it's it's it, it's awful but uh, All right, fair enough. but moving on swiftly from that um i was i this was the i've very been very very lucky to have been to two champions league finals mm. and and this was the first one the second one was at wembley when uh, as as some may remember i was i was a guest of of adidas's and uh, it was between Bayern and Dortmund, but uh, mm-hmm. but this was the this was the first one, and and I, I haven't deserved either trip, but um, it was incredible. I think you and I both said that going to that Champions League final. I think only like the World Cup final would have been a bigger event in terms of the pomp yeah. and spectacle of it and everything. And it was yeah, the, the it was a seismic really event.
1: That. Yeah, I've yeah. never. I've never known anything like it since in terms of atmosphere at a game. It was, it was really something else. And obviously, you know, 2009, that Man United team was a very, very good team. But the the, the Barcelona team, this was um, Messi, Etou and Henri up front with Xavi and Iniesta pulling the strings. They were one of the greatest teams of all time. And there was this sense that for Man United, they were really, really up against it. And there was a sense in the city, I think, that this was Barcelona's. The fans mm-hmm. were louder yeah. and more more colourful. And to be fair to Man United's fans, when when it was actually in the stadium, they gave as good as they got, didn't they? They made a lot yeah. of noise and they were, they were absolutely brilliant. But around Rome that day, just it seemed like Barcelona fans were everywhere. I don't know. Maybe they just displayed the colours more, or they were just a bit louder in the day itself. But it it was yeah. almost intimidating, wasn't it? Even as uh, someone who mean... you know didn't doesn't support Man United, like it yeah, felt I, very. I'm guessing
0: that and this is only a guess i'm guessing that when barcelona reach one of these finals certainly in recent times they're quite well drilled excuse me and i don't i wonder if the club the way they the way they organize it the way they get the fans going the stuff they put on for the fans in the city i'm again purely guessing now i wonder if that that is quite well done and there's quite a it's, it's quite a cohesive unit. My, my mm. brother, who's an Arsenal fan, went to the Champions League final in Paris when when Barcelona beat Arsenal 2-1. Was it in 2005? 2006. And, 2006, sorry. And... Of course Liverpool's to the club. Uh. Um yeah, and and he said something similar around Paris that he just felt like the day was almost set up for the Barcelona fans, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So I wonder if and if that's the case, then that club does does you know, that's that's some fine work from the club. But again, just purely guesswork. But I do know what you mean. I think that I remember the game that they would they were the two standout sides in Europe. Yes. But you don't always get that in the Champions League final. I think I think few people would have questioned those two. Being mm. the best two in in Europe, and of course on the night Barcelona were distinctly the better side. And yeah. there's a there's a moment where Michael Carrick, um, that obviously sat up in the stands in the Olympico in Rome, we we didn't see, but but Michael Carrick spoke after, and and you can see it on some of the footage where he just he lifts his hands up, and, and it sort of spreads his arms out wide as if to say I, I don't
1: know what to do here, like we're yeah. just being overrun. I I what what's going on? An extraordinary remember, performance. It it was they were they were just just so clinical with it, weren't they? And I remember one thing that's really interesting is that it was Messi and Ronaldo were on the pitch at the same time, which is you know you and I will always be privileged to have witnessed that. <laughs> uh, but it was very much you know Ronaldo didn't have the effect on the game that you. you you would have hoped he would going into it as a Man United fan, I think. But I remember... It's not his fault. It was the midfield oh, battle. Course. Oh, league. yeah, no, no, it absolutely was not his fault. It Like, he, he often, especially at that time in his career, got tarred with the idea that he tried to do everything himself, didn't he, and didn't play for the team. But that was not on display in this game at all. Mm. Um, I remember t- turning to you and saying that, um, you know, Man United need to get a, a hold on this soon or they're, or they're going to concede. And like lightning, it, in, in what t- I remember as the time it took to say that sentence... Barcelona scored. They just <laughs> did a really, really quick move that Etu finished off and it was so it was like lightning. Yeah. It just it was just so so quick and so devastating. Looking back from it, it, Jim,
0: it was, did you did you appreciate Thierry Henry picking up the football and booting it into the Man United fans as they as they scored?
1: Uh I you know what, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, I'm he sure I, well,
0: obviously we saw it, but <laughs> he booted it into the crowd, not not like on the ground at a fan, but like as in looped it into the into the crate. he mm. just sort of kicks the ball away. Obviously, it would have been a
1: shot with real finesse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sort of cut in from the side and did it. Mm. Um, but what was <laughs> strange actually was was as obviously an Arsenal fan and Henri had had you know played against Barcelona in the Champions League final the season before. Um It was kind of um, but not the season before. No, no what a few I'm few talking seasons, about. No, but many few for, good few seasons before at yeah, that yeah. point. Um it was interesting because we were on the side where Henri was the closest player to us when Barcelona was shooting down that end. Yeah. And it was interesting to see the runs he was making to just mm. take Rio Ferdinand out of the game. It's very, very sort of, it's very Guardiola, just using that space. And it, it, so much of it, so much of his role had nothing to do with with, with being on the ball. And it's Thierry Henri. I oh, know, no, it's a guy. <laughs> oh, it's no.
0: like, it's, yeah. it, it just like give the ball to Henri, whereas he said yeah. when he went to Barcelona, he said 80% of the runs that he would make. He was told by Guardiola, "You won't get the ball. You just you just won't do. But what you will do is you'll stretch the play. You'll stretch the field, and you will get mm-hmm. the odd one. And when you do, you'll probably have a lovely old
1: time." But it's yeah, interesting but that Rio Honestly. Ferdinand had to go with him because, by yeah. the same token, he <laughs> can't see on
0: I <laughs> 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 tell you something. It was. It was. It was. What was nice about the when we're talking about the event and the whole sort of spectacle. It, it was at the the Olympico in Rome, which you and I Jim remember hosting the World Cup final in nineteen ninety. Yeah. So so there was added value. I mean, people when they go to Champions League finals, when you hear one or two stories like the incredible stories of Istanbul when Liverpool went there, yeah. uh, and one or two others, there are other stories you hear. The final would it have been the 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 final previous to this game? Or, or certainly one or two seasons before this game when Manchester United and Chelsea went to Moscow when you mm. heard people paying between a thousand and two thousand pounds for the privilege because the prices were ridiculous. I'm sure people sort of had a good time, but it was you know I remember the rain teaming down uh, it was it, because of because of the prices, I think. The, the, the locals would make sure that they got every penny out of the, yeah. the quarters. Whereas, whereas the fact is, we were in Rome, which is this incredible city. As anybody knows, even if you haven't been there, the weather was the weather was warm. Uh, mm. We'd been all around the Vatican earlier in the day. We'd yeah. seen so many tourist places, and then we oh. end up seeing this incredible game of football. Where Rome is a beautiful place, isn't it? Sorry, oh, carry mean, on. With, yeah, carry well, on with. absolutely. But what was what was what was the, the only tricky bit was getting away from the ground yeah. because we we were on a we were with a Manchester United supporters group because we thought to ourselves let's let's do that otherwise we may not get where we need to go because you need to be a part of the herd in those situations often mm. so we thought well let, let's 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 get involved there and we were on this um coach which was going to take us to the ground and then take us away from the ground but of course Around the ground, it was all chock-a-block and and roads were cornered off and so on and so forth. So the guy driving the coach took us to this place and said, this is as near as I can get you. You're going to have to walk the rest of the way, which was probably a 25-minute walk, something like that. So mm. he said, just remember where I'm parked here because this is where I'm going to be when when we get going. Um, so we're right, okay, that's – but you don't really think about it too much when you're going because you're focused on the game. Then yeah. when the game finishes, you go, right – Well, we've got to get that bloody coach and that coach is going straight to the airport because our flights are about, I don't know, one in the morning or something. And if you miss those flights, then you're absolutely buggered. So we finished the game, sprinted, and then we're a bit like, where on earth have we we got to go now? We're in the suburbs of Rome. It's dark. There are people everywhere and nobody knows. And then there was a, a public bus that was going to a place and the name looked similar, to where our man had parked. So we were like, right, everybody, well, let's get on there. You get on there and we go in along the road and we go, oh, yeah, we're just coming up to where the coach parked. And then the bus just goes, it just goes straight past it for about another 10 oh,
1: minutes. We another like, run. Oh, shit. We got our steps in that day.
0: Oh, bloody hell. So, so yeah, there we were. We got off that bus and had to run about, I don't know, we had to just run nonstop for about 20, 25 minutes, yeah. which. Which people might think no, I'm talking like sprint running, Sprinting, like panicking. Yeah. It, uh, you're a bit knackered. It's very, very hot. You're just dripping with
1: sweat. Yeah. Not if, mad yeah fit. I mean, yeah. If you if you can't if you if you don't run, you will be stuck in another country. <laughs> sort of level motivation. When we yeah. finally did get to the plane, I remember it was a very strange atmosphere, wasn't it? Because we only just got a on the new- coach, by the way. It yeah, it, put, we, we, it was it, minutes to spare. But I, I remember it was a very strange atmosphere on the plane home. because obviously it was it was just Man United fans who were obviously pretty, you know, um, gutted. Yeah. Um, but obviously we were trying to. Disguise our glee, really, not at Man United's misfortune, but as a neutral. Obviously, you, you've seen that great Barcelona side and seen a really yeah. good spectacle. I remember the worst case of man spreading I have ever seen <laughs> of a Man United <laughs> fan sat next to you. It was basically right. pushing you into the aisle, but you you were just turning round to me, going, "Look at that! Absolutely unbelievable! <laughs> Almost as if you were doing a monologue to camera, uh, like that." that you thought he couldn't hear. He could hear you loud and clear. And it was the the (laughs) chippiest I've ever seen you. I was honestly surprised he didn't knock your block off. Yeah, but the thing is... Even though he was taking up all your room.
0: Yeah, well, well, I mean, he's the one who's being a knob there.
1: I'm just pointing out he's being a knob. Yeah, I'm being a little bit chippy,
0: but what's he going to do? And if he did, Mm -hmm. I'd go, ah, 2-0, mate. So, <laughs> you know, which wouldn't have been a good idea because he would have and could have beaten me up. Um, but it was, well, that wasn't the first time, of course, that we, that wouldn't be the, the only time we would see Barcelona together, Jim. No. Because was it just a year later or, or two years later? I forget which, maybe it was just a year later, actually. We, we went with all the Ramble chaps to watch Barcelona beat Jose Mourinho's into 2 0 in the group. Stage of yeah. the Champions League because they would face each other later in the semi-final and the famous scene when Inter, I think, what did they lose one 0 on the night, but they went three uh, two, they won three two in aggregate and Jose Mourinho runs on the pitch celebrating and, mm. and all hell broke loose and Inter won the Champions League yeah. that year.
1: I, uh, I, my memories of this are a little bit muddled because I was very ill at the time, but I decided to go anyway. I had to, I had a That's bad right. cold. Um, I do remember that both Messi and Zlatan were injured um so yeah, they didn't, play. didn't get to see either of them i think adriano played for inter though didn't he um i do inter remember were poor that the, day. they were poor yeah i do remember very clearly that we were sat right up at effectively the top row of the new yep. camp Oh, we B- certainly went up there for a look but we were near it and the, the culture in spain is very very different in terms of how they they watch football basically what it's they relaxed. do is they, they eat peanuts and they smoke <laughs> weed and basically Every time something good happens, there's a cheer rather than a sort of continuous kind of chant and continuous singing like we have here. But obviously, when it's Barcelona, something good happening is pretty much continuous. So you've got these real like very quick bursts of noise and activity, while you've also got all these people sitting around giggling with (laughs) shelled peanuts. All It's it's just very different. It's great as well. It's, it's It's a fun old time, Spain. But yeah, those are kind of my only memories of it, really. Yeah, the, the, uh, PK
0: and Pedro scored the goals in the first half. I remember that, and I remember they were chanting at Mourinho, probably something about him being the translator or something. But yeah. the, the, that was the second time I've been to the new camp or the camp new, as the purists will call it. And and it is it's an extraordinary place to watch football. Like it, it, it like it is. I don't like to use the word awesome a lot because often it's grossly misused. But it was mm. awesome. It is awesome experience and it, it, it to see a side who were playing that great football guardiola's barcelona you 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 realize just how sophisticated they were even though that premier league there was you know we still do but and, and this wasn't that long ago of course it was about 2009 2010 it was just like this is just different level football it's like they've completed mm. football they're playing on a cheat mode or something and yeah. nobody can get get near them of course Jose Mourinho would find a way uh, later on in the in the competition to, to do them, yeah. which was uh, I think that Mourinho celebration when he runs onto the pitch with his arm in the air, I think that's one of my favourite celebrations <laughs> from football. Yeah. It is just up
1: yours, isn't
0: it? That he knew that's he knew he'd he them off. Well, they, yeah. they, and they defensively they were magnificent because they went down mm. to Ted Men unfairly uh, quite early on in the game in the first half, and they were at home. Defending for their lives against that Barcelona side and they managed to only lose one nil which of course was good enough because they'd won the first leg three one thanks to the ash cloud in Iceland because yeah. uh, um, Barcelona had to get the coach all the way to Milan and uh, and they did it of course yeah, yeah absolutely oh man that was incredible can I can I move us on Jim from uh, yeah. from from Barcelona to to a rather different footballing experience we weren't actually at the World Cup final in 2010, but we were in a Johannesburg fan
1: park. We were, and it was, it was really quite something, wasn't it? The spirit of, of the local people. And also the thing I always remember is the dances, um, oh, yeah. because uh, it would, suddenly like 30 people would start dancing the same dance, and it sort of tricks your brain because you think they're improvising it. You go, how are they reading each other's minds like that? But it's like, obviously this is a dance everybody knows. But the, just the joy and the outpouring of just that really pure and innocent, unpretentious dance, joy of having the world cup in, in, in south africa was just everywhere wasn't it and it was brilliant yeah and you probably felt at home with the dancing didn't you because you often try and break out in dance uh, yeah i am it will not surprise any of you to know that i'm an absolute uh, you know maniac snake on the dance floor yeah um i couldn't i couldn't even come up with an animal that would be able to dance though i'm, I'm all limbs i'm all limbs and i all go the wrong way Snake on the dance floor. That sounds, that sounds a terrible thing. Sounds absolutely awful. I, I don't think I could could have picked a creepier animal. I'm an absolute weasel on the dance floor. <laughs> I'd say you... I would, I would always, always say
0: that you're an absolute shrew on the dance floor. Yeah. Oh,
1: I mean. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a slug on the dance floor.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But it was great, though. Obviously, Spain... That everyone's won. I mean, the game wasn't great, was it? Even though there was a few memorable, infamous incidents. That was Uh, generally the sort of vibe of the tournament, though, wasn't it? That the game wasn't great.
1: The football at South Africa in 2010 was was crap. How did it happen? Because 2014 and 2018 are arguably two of the best World Cups ever. 2018 certainly. 2014? I don't know about 2014. Cracking games in that.
0: On, even, even if
1: you take the 7-1. Yeah, but that's uh, not a great. Colombia no, that's, that's, that were involved in some ding-dongs as well. The Colombia had a great run. I, d- I just remember... Um, they had a great run, really but it was enjoying. a great game. I, they, I, I they, don't know. Well, they beat Uruguay
0: 2-0 in the second round, which was okay. But Hammers Rodriguez scored a great goal. And then they lost 2-1 against Brazil. And Brazil... I mean, that was a bit of a... Brazil were quite thuggish in their approach as were. a bit. there were some great goals and there were great moments but in terms of great games i'm not so sure well i really liked it because i like
1: football better than you so
0: yeah i can't really argue against
1: that yeah, well, no you can't because it's idiotic but um it was that was when we were in, in south africa that was at the time when uh, we were, we would share rooms um to, yeah. to sort of keep costs down <laughs> and things um and i uh, you and i shared a room and do you remember the there was something that lived oh, yeah. on our roof. Do You <laughs> remember this creature? It was. And I think, we don't know what it was, but it was very clumsy. It was, it was like a haggis. was like a monkey with one leg shorter than the other because it would be just basically spent the whole night falling over. Uh, haggis isn't isn't an animal, Marcus. You know that. Stop trying to dupe people. <laughs> I do
0: remember that. I also remember that because it's South Africa, and obviously, you know a different very different country to, to ours there was i said well how what would you describe it as um there was like like a police baton but it was electrified
1: yeah there was like a taser just in the f- house that we stayed in
0: yeah i think it was probably to deal with intruders in quite a mm. harsh way and pete chased me around the house with
1: it once yeah <laughs> just zapping <laughs> yeah electrifying and, me yeah I can't
0: remember, but one of us certainly wasn't me. Kind of wanted to see how heavy the electrical current was in it, and got a little bit of a nip of it, and were like, "Oh yes, that would that would certainly deter you from doing whatever you came into this house uninterrupted." uh, Sorry, uh, uninvited to do so. But yes, but it was we had we had a great old time. But we did we did go to a tournament match only two years later to watch England against Sweden in Euro two thousand and twelve.
1: That was a great. Great game as well. We were very lucky to see that because oh, Andy Carroll with a big header. You remember Danny Welbeck well, scored a brilliant goal that we celebrated brilliant. twice because we said, yeah. we saw the replay and we'd celebrate it cause we celebrated again because we because he meant it. And yeah. when it was just oh, it's even better. And Pete bought non-alcoholic beer, lavender uh-huh. beer, not knowing it was non-alcoholic, but got yeah, that it. whole kind of placebo effect anyway. <clears throat> and did yeah. we didn't we go and see the band after the game? And we, obviously we all hate the band as as proud English. Well, the England problem. band, you mean. Yeah. Not the supergroup from the 60s or whatever. No no very much not them. They were not involved. Um yeah the England
0: so what yeah we um it was in Kiev. I'd bought the tickets over the UEFA website and they put us in with the Swedish fans which I thought because it didn't say which end you'd be in it was a bit of a lottery but I thought it would be a neutral end. And and we were surrounded by Swedes. So again lucky it was Sweden because if that's I don't know <laughs> A country which has got more of a reputation for disliking England and hooliganism that could have been quite yeah. bad, um, but yeah, so the fun uh, time though, wasn't it? Kiev was a great city, um, yeah. Kiev was brilliant. I mean, we were that, well. That was actually not long before it all kicked off in Kiev. Do you remember? We yeah, were staying I just do. off the off the main drag, and then. Was it even a,
1: less than a year later? It was like a war zone. You know, it was very, yeah. people were dying. It was, it was awful. And the, um, yeah, the, the pictures on the news were placed at the squares that we'd been in and it was all very, very surreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, but
0: with, the, with, with the England thing, we so we the match finished and we went down to where the England fans were and the band were playing and everyone was having a bit of a party and so on. But to go to an England game in those days, pre-Russia 2018 where we all had a lovely time to watch England win a tournament game and yeah. it'd be a five-goal thriller where England come from behind 2-1 to see Ibrahimovic play as well it was a bit of a collector's item and I it actually was. met I met Danny Welbeck I, I worked with him o- o- on one occasion years later and I said to him uh, I said oh we were it was a sort of a Q&A in front of an audience and I said I oh, was at that, that match we were talking about it and he said, and I said, um, I said, yeah, you did a little Del, Del Piero sort of flick in the go. And he went, no, nah, it wasn't, that was a Welbeck flick, mate, not Del Piero, you know, <laughs> which, I, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Nice. So that may be, in terms of the football, obviously it was England. That might be the most enjoyable one we we went to.
1: Yeah, I would. I would, yeah, I reckon so. In, uh-huh. in terms of the, obviously the atmosphere at the Champions League final was, was still better uh, and the quality of the game was probably better as well. But, you know, as you say, <laughs> yes. five goal England thriller at that time and big Andy Carroll scoring the winner with a giant header. He scored the opener, recovery. not right. the winner, Jim. Did he? Who's, did Welbeck get the winner? Welbeck's flick was the winning goal. Yeah, my memory is terrible as you all Do know. Do you
0: remember who got the second one?
1: Uh, was it Carlton Palmer?
0: It was Chris Bart Williams No it was uh, It was It was a Theo Walcott 25 yarder
1: Uh, Oh god yeah
0: I don't know I don't think It was deflected But it just sort of Floated in It was a strange goal but one yeah. that Gary Neville and the boys and Hodgson on the sidelines appreciated. But yeah, it was a, it mm. was a great game. I mean, it was certainly better than when we saw Hertha Berlin lose two nil at home to Hanover. Awful. We did Let's see we did on. see Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid draw one all at the Bernabeu, which the spectacle was fantastic. And obviously mm. you've got those great players in front of you. But in terms of the excitement of the game, wouldn't wouldn't really be up there. But we do we did see Napoli play Kievo when Napoli were oh. under Sari and they were pushing. Actually, the you against. know what? That. That's the best one. The
1: game no, at the moment—it's
0: the best moment. I don't know about the.
1: Yeah, yeah, good point. But the last well, they... five minutes of that. Well, t- tell the story first, and then. Well,
0: well I mean, yeah, we Napoli, uh, the going for the title. Obviously, they would be a few points short against Juventus, but they got ninety-one points that season. They're at home to Chievo. They they need to keep winning to keep with Juventus, and we go to see them. And Napoli, uh, I, I can't find a breakthrough in the first half. Then I can't remember if Kievo scored and then Napoli missed a penalty.
1: Kievo uh, scored with basically their only foray into the into Napoli's half, let alone That's their right. only attempt at oh, goal. They,
0: they showed no ambition at all, but I can't remember if Napoli, if Dries Mertens missed the penalty before or after Kievo scored. I think it was after. Yeah, so they missed a penalty. They're 1-0 down and we're watching it going, this is miserable, we've come all this way. And we're going to see their season unfold right now in front of our very eyes. And then uh, Milik, I think it was, came on and he glanced the header into the corner with about two minutes to go. And we thought, well, at least we saw a goal, but really a point's no good. They need to get all three. And then in, in injury time, Diawara, I think it was, corner comes in. It, 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 great composure he showed, actually. He puts his foot on the ball and curls it in at the corner in the 94th minute. And it was... Mm. Pandemonium. Pandemonium! I remember, I remember an old Italian man just hugging me, grabbing me, and it was, it was. In terms of moments at the games, that could be the best moment I've ever seen at a again. Yeah.
1: And witnessed um, it was, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? And I think it, it, Napoli really lives up to its reputation as a football experience because you know there are, you know, there are banners of Maradona everywhere, or, or flags yeah. of Maradona. Certainly, Maradona tattoos everywhere. The stadium is falling to bits, but it's all the more charming for it. You can sit wherever you want. You know, you, you get you get a vague idea of the the gate you're supposed to go through, but once you're through it, you can just sit wherever you want, yeah. and it's it's just beautiful, really lovely sunny day as well, wasn't it? It was just oh, it was glorious.
0: Playing thunderstruck by ACDC as we walked in. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll leave it there, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. on 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 Napoli. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ramble On. Of course, stay safe out there, everybody. We hope you're all well, and uh, you know you you, you you're. Your, your morale is, is is high and you're doing okay. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll leave you um, with this bonus clip from our live shows from last year featuring Harry Redknapp and some horse punching. Great shame. Thanks for coming out. It's great to see you. Shepherd's Bush, you're looking fantastic. Yeah, you it's always important brilliant. to start your set with something no one else is doing, I find. Yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, speaking of which. Um, did anybody see recently that, uh, that Virgin Media are doing experience days? And see if you think this is up my alley—the ultimate football lunch with England managers: Glenn Hoddle, Kevin Keegan, and Sven-Göran
1: Eriksson. <laughs> a, a Virgin experience day with Sven-Göran Eriksson. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is like a—that is a Marcus Pelouette dream, right? And yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that is literally the plot of a Marcus Spell-A-Wet dream. Indeed, yeah.
0: It's two hundred and thirty-nine pounds. So essentially, this tour is just a whip round for me to get uh, to is, the table uh, with them.
2: It's Big Sam sat in the corner with a pint of wine and a shitload of regret,
0: <laughs> got, Surely this, this is happening at Wings Restaurant? Oh, big no, time! Huge, big Absolutely. time! Absolutely. What's that? Uh, the, the, the the Japanese fish fugu? Is it fugu? Fugu, mm. where you can you have to you have to be prepared correctly, otherwise it can kill mm. you. Um, if, if you ever wanted to give that a go, that would be the chance, because Keegan's getting the bad bit. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam's just covered in fucking gravy. <laughs> yeah. Deary me. I mean, what one can forget, though, that, uh, that Harry Redknapp was, was nearly England manager. For years he was linked with the England job, old Harry. Well, for years he was linking himself with England. Well, that's very true, that's very true. But he won't be at that lunch. A um, little H- Harry Redknapp update. This year in southern England, he officially opened a toilet. <laughs>
2: It's not how, a joke.
0: how the financially questionable have fallen, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Um, he said the most Harry Redknapp thing about this, he said, people need toilets. People need toilets, you just hope they respect them because they are fantastic inside.
2: Yeah, he he also also said um, when elderly people go out, they need somewhere to go. And it it got got me thinking, we know what toilets fucking entail, (laughs) we're just confused as to why you're suddenly involved. Oh, oh, the chairman deals with all the solids, I don't get involved, I'm a piss boy.
1: I mean, he must be losing track now of the, of the business dealings that he's had. There was uh, obviously, you know, he's, he's been accused of various things and managed to get away with them all. There's a particular thing that stuck out for me um, uh, regarding you know, some of the stuff regarding a horse he apparently owned, um, uh, and, and I have this about it, which says in the final report of the Stevens Inquiry published in June 2007, the only criticism of Redknapp concerned his ownership of a racehorse named Double Fantasy thought to have been given to him by the agent Willie Mackay, which has aroused some suspicion. Redknapp told the Inquiry if it it was possible he did own the horse, but insisted he had not made any money out of it because the horse was a failure and never won a race. Now, how do you you not know if you own a horse? (laughs) Was that the one that the Portsmouth fan tried to
0: punch? Yeah, there oh, <laughs> we go. <laughs>
1: Maybe. I mean, this this may sound rich coming from anyone involved with the football ramble, but he will sell anything. Yeah, like he absolutely. really.
2: um He, he, he
1: was Join the <laughs> army. Yeah. yeah. He
2: was on the stage. And <laughs> Buy a fucking mattress.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: you could do with some Harry Razors, sir. Yeah, I think uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Get ready for Brexit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, he also appeared on stage, Harry, at a
0: garage gig in the summer, didn't he? With oh, yeah, he was a bit With of DJ
2: Luck and MC Neat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. Artful tax dodger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Well, of course, at Harry's old club, Portsmouth, um, there was recently a horse punching um, yeah. after, after Portsmouth lost the South Coast Derby 4-0. <laughs> <laughs> And it would appear, Luke Moore, that Southampton are in tonight. Well,
2: it's a bit annoying that our our first tour for two and a half years, the week we're about to go out and play shows, Portsmouth, well, first of all, they get drawn against their deadliest rivals in the League Cup and they get beaten 4-0 at home. Uh And then... Fellow Portsmouth fan punches a horse in the face. Yeah. And right. you start to think, what
0: timeline are we on here? Yeah, what's I'll, I'll be, here? I'll be honest with you, I couldn't believe my luck, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. <down Yeah. the laughs> <courtroom.
2: laughs> this is very much the horse punching side of the stage, uh, usually. there's there's no there's no. <laughs> there's, we'll
1: there's... punch anything. No. I'll punch a panda twice. Pow yeah. pow! Yeah. You'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> there's no horse punching. <laughs> There's no horse punching at Fulham at Arsenal, Jim. No, know, Certainly you might, not. You might Certainly rear not. a horse to later sell it on. <laughs> or <laughs> true. No, eat one on holiday in the south of France, but no, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> none of that. Well, of course, the Portsmouth uh, horse punching, it was,
0: if you can call it this, a lovely throwback to the time that that Newcastle fan punched the horse. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I mean, do any of you guys remember? Well, but it, we, I'm sure
2: they do. He got caught with it. He had a scarf around his face, which he then said is because he was on his way back from the dentist. <laughs> yeah, and via that, the football. Yeah, and Indeed, then he said, yeah. um, and then he said he couldn't be cruel to animals, um, and anyone saying he was cruel to animals was wrong because he occasionally
1: fed a fox in his back garden. <laughs> it was amazing. In that, in that same um, interview on the news, he, he said that he was as surprised as anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the fucking horse how surprised he was. <laughs> he didn't know his face went
0: on that long. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, apparently he was drunk and began to clap in a horse's face before squaring up to one of the animals <laughs> and punching it in the head. Which is quite fantastic, because Newcastle lost to Sunderland 3-0 that day. Absolutely. And the aforementioned Adam Johnson did score in that game, sir. Um, how that little shout work out for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is the fan club still going, or have you shut it down? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, Barry Rogerson was the guy. The, whole, the Newcastle. Barry guy. Rogerson. Barry Rogerson yes. was the guy. No, How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, my name's Mister Person. Can you go now? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was banned. He was jailed, and he was banned from football for six years. This was back in 2013. Barry's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all in time for Steve Bruce's Newcastle United. And here he is, please welcome to Barry. Oh, Barry, it's all
1: This was a Stakanov Production.